Hello, this is Johnny Tacos. I've always been a lover of music. The way the drums beat as my heart. The way the guitar sings louder than the vocalist. And the way the song is written. You would think it was how each word just coexisted with the other word. Music has always been a tool for good and evil. Music has always been a way to soothe the heart, to mend the broken, to relax the unnerved, to scream out the angry, and to worship. So please join me as we take a trip and we listen to these wonderful musicians with their art as well as their love songs to God. And I am Johnny Tacos, and this is Origin. Origin. What's up, guys? Welcome to another exciting episode of Origin of Stories. Today, I have Dispraised here. Uh, well, at least one of them because uh, they are a multi-country, uh, can you say country? <laughs> um, a multi-locationary, um, there we go, locationary uh, band. So I got I got an honor to speak with Tom here. But before we get into the interview, I just want to say, yes, I do. I have T-shirts. And if you would want a Johnny Tacos T-shirt, please uh, go to Twisted Glitter off of Facebook. That's where you can order any size for $20. And if you buy two, it is $30. So you save $10 when you buy two shirts. So that is cool. And that's over there at Twisted Glitter. You can see it on my uh, Facebook page. And that's about all I have for that right now. So, and enough of my advertisement placement. Let's get into the real meat of the, um, of the show. We have Tom from Dispraise here. Uh, to talk about his life growing up, a little testimony, and about, you know, who was his idols growing up? Who, who, uh, what music did he like to listen to? So let's all give a round of applause for Tom. All right, that's enough. <laughs> What's up, Tom? What's up, man? How's it going? I'm doing good. Uh, we were setting up the concert uh, lights as well as uh, doing some stage testing for my concert coming up November 5th. So it's it's going to be awesome. It's going to be uh, – it was seven bands, but, you know, when you, you make up a roster, you, you kind of expect a couple to fall off down, down the oh, yeah. range. So for sure. That's what happens. So what, yeah. what, how is it over there in Idaho? Oh man, it's beautiful right now. Um, we get, we get all the seasons here in Idaho. Um, sometimes we get all of them in the matter of a couple of, an, uh, a couple of hours. So, uh, 
you know, we had a, a good uh, little blizzard come through a couple days ago. Um, so it was winter. Then now today it's a beautiful fall day. Been spending the morning out trying to get the leaves off my grass before the snow comes and creates me all sorts of issues. So, but yeah, it's it's great out here, man. It's it's uh, it's it's a real nice time of year. And you know, Texas. You know, every now and then we get a little bit of snow. So we don't really feel you on that part on that yeah. department. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. So have you always been uh, striving as a uh, Christian punk artist? Um, no. <laughs> no. Uh, so as far as music goes, um, and I guess just life in general, like I I kind of had a, a different upbringing, I guess you would say. And um, I didn't really have much for... Um, like a home structure. And so I found, I found a home in skateboarding and in punk rock music as, as a pretty young kid, probably I would say about 11 or 12 years old is when I started getting really heavy into, um, punk rock and metal. And, um, and really as, as soon as I could figure out how to ride a skateboard, I've, I've been on one ever since. Um, and so, uh, punk rock. Yes. Um, also I've always been a huge fan of metal and also been a huge fan of hip hop my entire life as well. Um, and so I've kind of dabbled all over the place, but, um, really I found a home in the punk rock scene from a young age and it's just been who I am pretty much throughout my entire life. So, um, dabbled in a bunch of different other things, uh, had a good, 10 plus year career in the Christian hip hop industry. Um, got to work with a lot of different artists from, from names like, uh, R Swift to KJ five, two to young Noah, um, did a bunch of stuff, did a bunch of stuff with a bunch of different, uh, Christian hip hop artists, um, played in several different Christian metal, death metal, hardcore bands, uh, played in a, few different Christian punk rock bands played in several different secular punk rock bands. So I've kind of been all over the place, but, um, I've been playing music since, uh, the first show that I booked the first concert that I booked, I was 13 years old. I got saved when I was 13 years old. Um, and so it's just been a wild ride of, of Jesus music, um, being on fire for the Lord, being as cold as ice, being, riding the highs and, and sulking in the lows. And it's just life, you know what I mean? 30, 35 years into this and, uh, trying to, trying to follow Christ through the majority of that amount of time has, has been a, uh, has been a journey for sure. So when you, when you were back to when you were younger in the punk rock scene, were you talking about actual punk rock or not, not the, uh, popular punk rock stuff like, uh, you know, Green Day and, and, uh, yeah. Avril Lavigne was considered punk at one time. I don't know whatever happened to that. So what's funny about that is I was, like I say, so my, my older brother, what happened here, I guess to give a little better backstory. My older brother was in and out of juvenile detention, um, all of his life pretty much. And so when he would go to, uh, juvie or later on jail, 
I would go through his cassette tapes and I would be listening to cassettes all the time. So my earliest exposure to punk rock and, and my, my real interest in and love for the music, uh, before I really knew or became a part of a scene or a group of, of kids, I guess you would say, um, the earliest stuff I was, I was listening to were, uh, body counts first album, uh, with cop killer on it. He had the actual cassette, like the, one of the originals before they took the, the record off that, that album. Before, um, before you go, uh, remember, I remember when ice T was like big and, you know, tough and with, with the, uh, you know, body count and all that. Now you see him as a cop on a TV yeah. show that, that right there is like, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's weird just to yeah. think about it. But I mean, you know, like I just saw, so ice T is still one of my, to this day, one of my like biggest influences and, and one of my favorite people. Um, and I just saw, he posted on Twitter the other day that he is the longest, he is an actor is the longest, how do I word this? He's, he's played the same character for the longest amount of time of any actor in history. So his, his, uh, role as whatever that cop is on whatever that show is, he's played that for a longer period of time of, as any other actor has on a daily TV show ever. So that's a pretty cool accomplishment on his end. Um, but yeah, it is, it is kind of funny that, that that's, that's, uh, where life led him, but you know, you still body count still putting out music and, and the content has never changed. Um, he's still just as active in, um, in his, you know, convictions as far as the, the police and, and, uh, the inner cities and, and different things like that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's where life takes you, but, but yeah, back, back to what we're talking about. So body count was the first, one of the first albums along with a misfits, uh, evil live. And, uh, then there was a few other, uh, Snoop Dogg doggy style. It was another one I listened to all the time. So like I say, I, I really got into just kind of a really well-rounded, I'm actually really grateful for it. A really well-rounded, um, collection of music. And so, so yeah, my, my version of punk rock is not Avril Lavigne or, or Blink-182 or whatever. And that's not, I guess, really down talking anybody, but, but there are two different worlds there. And, and that wasn't my world. Um, I remember it being funny because, you know, I go middle school, junior high school. I'm, I'm at school with like eyeliner and the devil's lock and, and all this stuff. And I remember people like, like the other kids, like trying to get their jokes in and all that. And then within a couple of years, Avril Lavigne started wearing a tie in her music videos. And all these girls started showing up to school, the cheerleaders with their ties on and claiming they were punk rockers. And all of a sudden I was cool. So I went from, I went from being the loser to being the cool guy overnight. But, but yeah, uh, funny times, funny times, man. Yeah. And you said you were 35 years old. Is that yeah, correct? That. I think I'm 30, 35, 36. I'm, I don't know. Some, somewhere in there. I have to ask my wife. <laughs> hey, that's what they're good for. Reminding you every little thing. So, <laughs> uh, so you gave your, your life to Christ, um, on 13, when you were 13, um, yep. you started listening to more Christian music or did you keep on with the, the same type of music you grew up with? 
So part of how I found, so really the way Jesus found me, I would say, because I wasn't interested. I wasn't trying to find any sort of faith. Um, I'm a very practical and upfront and blunt person. Um, if you follow me on Facebook, when I'm not in Facebook jail, which I am currently serving a six day sentence, um, <laughs> you'll, you'll be able to, to catch that, that that's, that's just the type of person I am. I'm not, I'm not really into sugarcoating things and trying to make things something they're not. So I, I really wasn't interested in faith. Um, but I was skateboarding with a couple of other kids and I wasn't old enough to have a license yet. So Idaho's rural. So I lived like kind of out of town. And so I met some guys that had driver's licenses pretty much. And they liked the same kind of music as me. And, um, so we would hang out and, and skateboard and whatnot. And eventually we started playing music together. Um, they're kind of, they're the guys who kind of taught me how to play a bass guitar. Um, and the drummer, uh, what a, of, and one of the, the friends in the friend group, I guess, uh, Joel, he had to play drums at his mom's church, um, like every Wednesday night or something like that. And so it was always kind of a, a bummer because we'd be like skating, having a good time and we'd have to interrupt all that to take him to the church so he could play drums. But eventually, um, that's where, where God really started to soften my heart. And, um, that's how I, I was kind of introduced, um, into the idea of opening up to, uh, faith in Christ. Um, then they started, as, as they started getting more into Christianity, their music that they started listening to started getting softer, which was kind of, <laughs> kind of sucked to me. Cause I was like, man, like we're listening to, you know, like, like face to face or Pennywise or like some just kind of like street skate punk sort of, sort of stuff or whatever. And we'd always have a good time. And then now all of a sudden they're playing slick shoes and, and Hangnail and MXPX and, you know, all these old tooth and nail, like kind of poppy bands. And it wasn't terrible, but it was just kind of like, ah, it's not, it's not really like my thing, you know? And then, uh, I went to a, show it was point of recognition with strike anywhere which was a really weird combination of bands and somebody else point of recognition at the time was on face down records it was probably the last tour they did and that same year was the year that the deal came out with their first album on us on a face down and so I picked up the copy of the deals first album, um, from that show. And I was blown away that like, wow, you can, you can have Christian punk rock. That's actually punk rock. And it's not just cheesy, like, like Jesus loves you sort of lyrics. It, it was like relevant, good, like in your face, aggressive punk rock. And it just kind of opened up a new world. It, it wasn't that that stuff didn't exist. It was just that I, I it was hard to find and I didn't know that it was there. So after uh, the deal, I started getting into a lot of officer negative, uh, lug nut, head noise, um, one bad pig, a lot of the, the older generation of, of punk rock stuff before that tooth and nail pop punk wave came. 
was really solid punk rock. And, um, so yeah, I really, I really dug into a lot of that and that's become a huge, um, influence on my writing style with this, with this praise. So with that, going back to the, your punk rock roots, listening to, uh, you know, several different of the old school, uh, is that is that pretty much the reason why you you enjoyed punk so much? Is it because it was it was like your attitude? It was like your tougher than nails kind of exterior, and it, and it kind of shows like a like a rebellion uh, against um, you know norm, normality. Yeah, I think that that punk rock was the most aggressive form of music that I'd ever heard. That wasn't just like pageantry, you know, metal, death metal. Uh, there's a lot of pageantry behind it and I, I'm not talking down on it. I actually have a side project. That's a death metal band. Um, so there's, there's nothing, no bad blood there, but, but there's just something about punk rock is just aggressive and raw and you say what you feel and it's just as in your face as it can possibly be. Um, you know, metal a lot of times is, is big words and more picturesque trying to paint a picture for you to see, um, trying to like kind of grab some of those deep feelings from inside of you. That's more metal. Punk rock is just wearing your heart on your sleeve. And especially as a kid, um, that's just where I was. Um, and you know, I've obviously going into adulthood, you have to learn to simmer down a little bit on, on, uh, at least understanding when and where to (laughs) let some of that out. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think that's what, I think that's what really drew me to, to punk rock. And I think that's why it makes so much sense that there's good Christian punk rock, because there's a lot of, um, thoughts, feelings, and emotions when you're, you're a Christian in general, let alone a Christian that is kind of part of one of these niche groups like punk rock, goth metal, um, you're kind of stuck in a, in a unique situation where the you're too Christian for, for the secular and you're not Christian enough for the Christians. And so it, it opens up a, a world of, uh, of emotions and feelings that you can really wear on your sleeve in Christian punk rock. Yeah. Because you can get that church hurt because, uh, some church, some church goers are, has that holier than thou kind of mentality and doesn't quite understand you because of what you wear. Uh, you know, the tattoos that you have, the piercings, you know, the music, the type of music you listen to. Uh, you know, I believe that, you know, and I know it in my heart that Jesus loves you for who you are. You know, he doesn't look at the exterior. He looks at what's inside and, with, with doing music like Christian punk, it, it gives an expression. Hey, yeah, I love Jesus, and this is who I am, and this is who I'll be, and he loves me for who I am. So, I, you know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think I think that that, that tooth and nail 90s wave of, of Christian punk rock really did a good job of that, of using the the form of music to really be proud of, of who we are as believers, um, where it lost me and where it loses me now 
is that it took me a really long time to realize, um, especially as a church kid, I guess you would say that everything doesn't have to be Jesus loves me. This I know everything doesn't have to be a lyric that has a Bible verse attached to it in one way or another. That's not down talking any of that. That's all fantastic. But we live in the, we live in the same world as the people that we're trying to preach to. And we live in the same world that the, as the people that we're trying to share the message of Christ to. And so we're experiencing the same things that they're experiencing. We're experiencing the same politics. If you're somebody who is like myself and you're not afraid to, to stand up for what you believe as far as your political ideas, um, there's other people out there who are really like wanting to be able to have that voice, but they don't feel like they can because they feel like everything has to be Jesus loves you, um, sort of styled, uh, lyrics and, and thoughts. And so, uh, once again, back to just the art form of punk rock in general, this is a great place to a great landscape to be able to tell someone Christ died for your sins. Um, you're welcome to his kingdom. If you give your heart to him, it's also a great place to say when something isn't right, when something you can see in the world isn't, isn't okay. You know what I mean? As, as believers, we're supposed to stand up and have that voice. And so with dispraise, um, I think our footprint in history with Christian punk rock will, will really kind of, uh, reflect that. I think that there will be a lot of people who weren't Christians who enjoyed this band. I think there'll be a lot of people who were Christians, obviously that enjoyed this band. And I'll think there'll be groups from both sides that hate this band too, <laughs> because of the fact that, uh, that we just don't, we don't toe the lines of, of right wing Christianity. Um, we don't toe the lines of, of, the new modern left wing punk rock. Um, we're free thinkers and we're believers and we love Jesus and we make punk rock music. That's what dispraise is. So coming to the band, uh, how did, how did the band come along? Cause I know that you have, uh, the drummer is from, um, he's, he's from Indiana, right? Yeah, yeah, Kentucky. Um, he's in. Uh, he's also in the Jericho Harlot. Is his his uh, touring band? And, um, I, and that's Justin, right? Yeah, Justin. Yeah, yeah. And he also had a good uh, little run in Grave Robber um, as their drummer. He's played and toured with uh, First Jason, um, and I, he's done several other projects as well in the past, and and is doing studio work for a couple other bands. Um, and then Donovan is out in, uh, South Africa and he played guitar for the old timers, which they released, I think three, maybe four albums on Thumber Punk records. Um, he was in the B listers with, uh, Seth Idol from false idol. Also Thumper Punk. Uh, he was also in a band I believe called, broken with the, uh, owner of, uh, Veritas vinyl. So those guys have actually been 
around doing a lot for a while. Um, I'm kind of the misfit of the group. I mentioned, uh, that I had my stint in Christian hip hop. So I, uh, I did a lot of, of stuff here in Idaho in the Christian punk rock and metal scene. And eventually there were no more Christians that were around me that had the same interest in me. And I still wanted to make music. I loved hip hop. I, I've always loved hip hop. So I started dabbling in that and kind of got, got lost in it for, for yeah, over 10 years and released several different albums. Um, did a lot of big things, did a lot of cool things in the midst of that. I did a track that, uh, Seth Idaho, I, uh, sorry, Seth Idle is from out here in Idaho as well. And so I hit him up and I told him I wanted him to do like a background, just kind of like yelling part on one of my, one of my songs, one of my hip hop songs. So, uh, we were working together on some things. I, I told him I needed some guitar licks for it as well on the samples. And so he reached out to Donovan who I didn't know yet. So that's how me and Donovan got connected. Um, and then not very long after that, he and I were talking and I was like, man, I really just want to, I want to release one more like punk rock album before I just quit music altogether. That was my goal was to just release one album and then be out of music altogether. And so he and I talked about it for about a year. And finally, uh, one day I was like, dude, just send me the music and I'll start recording and we'll see what we have. See if we can even make this work. So he sent me, um, some music, which that song we ended up putting on uh, our seven inch uh, record that we cut for Same God, Modern World. Um, and we were kind of just trying to find our sound. <coughs> Excuse me. It was just me and him at the time. He was programming drums in um, just because it was easy, the easiest thing. We didn't have a drummer. And so we put together four, I think, four songs. And, uh, and we were like, okay, this is cool. And then I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm not good with just this. I want to do a full album. So we did a full album, which was moral rot. <coughs> we released it independently. And at about that time, Sean, at that point in time, owned Rot Rottweiler records. He reached out to me and said, Hey, I want to get you linked up with our drummer in a uh, grave robber, because I think he would like to play drums for you guys on this album. If you get him to lay the drums, then we'll sign you on to Rottweiler. So we got in touch with Justin. Uh, we all kicked it off really well. Um, all of us are real good friends now. We talk all the time. Um, kind of weird that that there was this whole thing that led to this friendship. But uh, real good, real good guy. We're real good buddies. Um, he laid down new drum tracks for that. We re-released that album on Rottweiler. And then just this last, uh, I think two months ago in August, we released our second album on, on a uh, Rottweiler records, which is lines in the dirt. So, um, we're, we're getting closer towards the end of the show. Is there anything okay. that you want to, to push out there? Any kind of, uh, are y'all ever going to go out on a tour? I know that, you know, especially, uh, with Donovan being in South Africa, it's a little hard to to make a um, you know a tour dates. Yeah, uh, I don't think there's any interest. I don't have any interest in touring. I don't. I think it's 
touring in, in today's landscape is kind of just a money pit. Um, and so I don't really have any interest in that. I just want to make good, solid music for people to listen to and enjoy and have fun while we're doing it. That's pretty much our only goal. So uh, what what new things are in store for uh, for the band? <coughs> well, our contract with Rottweiler Records is up, and we were really wanting to release some vinyl. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And so uh, we are going to cut Lines in the Dirt and Mortal Rot on a 12 inch vinyl release. Um, it should be out at around the time this, this podcast is airing. If it isn't already, it will be shortly. Um, so we'll have that 12 inch that's coming out. Um, we are working with, a, a new kind of upstart, um, Christian death metal and black metal record label, uh, called Coliosis records. And they're going to do the re- the initial release for this for this uh, vinyl project. It's just going to be a uh, Kunaki release. So if if you're familiar with what that is, you'll you'll understand. Um, so Coliosis is going to do the the initial release, and then we're going to work on either shopping it out to another label that's interested in doing bulk uh, cuts of the project, or we're just going to save up ourselves and put it out, um, independently and, and do bulk orders on it. Um, and so, so that's, that's the next kind of, the next push we have is to get this 12 inch out, get all the music from lines in the dirt and moral route, moral raw out on a vinyl. And then once we have that kind of settled, then, um, we've been, we've been already working on new music. So, We'll see what the future holds as far as where we end up, um, but there's no slowing down in sight. So, you know, th- that is awesome that you're putting it on vinyl. Uh, you know, if the younger generation never had the, you know, the opportunity to listen to the cr- how crisp the sound feels on a on a record. Yeah, and you know, putting it on vinyl, that right there just. Uh, blew my mind because that's that's very punk too because a lot of a lot of punk artists love putting their their stuff on uh, vinyl and you know you can't get any more than um bringing it old school yeah for sure back in the old roots of uh of punk back in the what the late 60s uh to early 70s kind of works um but i but I wanted to tell you that I do appreciate your music and I appreciate your honesty and, and every lyric on there. So, uh, with that, I also want to thank you. Uh, it was too bad. We couldn't get, uh, Justin and Donovan on, um, maybe we can do that at a future, um, you know, a future episode of, if, if God, God is willing to do yeah, it. For sure. Um, so you have, um, you, you're on. Um, do you have merchandise that someone that wants to get that wants to get that um, vinyl record? Where can they get it? So that album um, for now will be re- released solely through um, Coliosis Records. 
you'll be able to find the link on our uh, Facebook, um, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I, we're on uh, TikTok, so you'll be able to find the link. The link will be out there for the vinyl. And like I say, at about the time this podcast release, we should be really kind of promoting that. So if you're listening to this and you're interested, go look for us um, at Dispraised Punk. Um, so Twitter at Dispraised Punk, Facebook, um, all the same. You should be able to find it there for the link for that vinyl. Aside from that, um, all of our stuff is on uh, ChristianBandShirts.com. Uh, they have... They have uh, all of our our T-shirts, our merchandise, um, and there will be a link on our Facebook and Instagram, both for the link to that that spot on Christian Band Shirts. Um, We have some stuff on Bandcamp. Basically, just look up our, our Facebook or Instagram. All the links are on there, so... Yeah, and I'm looking through uh, Christian Band shirts, and I need a new coffee mug, and I saw that I saw that you have coffee mugs there, so that that's going to be something I'm looking at getting. Yeah, as well as a couple of stickers because I do have a little wall there that I have for all the bands that I've that I've uh, interviewed. They I usually right. get a sticker or a poster with an autograph, and I stick it right on there. And you know, it's you know, it's a nice collage of all the yeah. great great people that I've met along the way. You know, I, if I had a chance to do it all over again, I wouldn't mess with perfection because I met so many great people doing this. Yeah, for sure. So, but, uh, I want to thank you again, Tom, for being on the uh, show here today. Uh, that's this praise. And, you know, you can check them out on Facebook, YouTube, all them, uh, social medias that we really don't really need, but they're out there. Um, you can, uh, listen to them there. You can go to Christian band shirts and like I'm doing right now, uh, thumbing through, seeing what I'm going to get. Um, you know, I'll have all this information down on the info below. I want to thank all the new listeners for coming on and wondering if, Hey, this is Johnny tacos. It must be a cooking show. I want to learn how to make some awesome tacos. I'm sorry, um, to disappoint, but I do give you food, and that's the food and knowledge through the testimonies of my guest and myself about Jesus Christ and how he died on that cross for you to wash away your sins. So uh, I want to thank all the diehard listeners that, that come on. You are the supreme of this taco supreme here, the sour cream. And I appreciate y'all doing this, listening to me, my constant babbling. Um, awesome uh, testimony from... Uh, you know, my guests such as Tom here. Um, So just keep listening and I hope y'all have a great day and God bless you. And I'm going to go out with uh, one of their songs here. So God bless you. God keep you. Don't have yourself a good day. Have yourself a great day, brothers and sisters. Take care. Thanks for listening. This one is called No King But Christ by Dispraised. These crucified two shits who come and they go Killing for order and forcing control Every new year it's another new war Yes, a man and four civilians and they don't know a board Murder for hire, political mobs Fighting for allies and building new bombs In the name of freedom, they move as they please And they won't be content till we're on our knees Real subject to death